Hey, Nelson, alcoholic addict. That's not my real name. That is a fake name that I use here at LOL Sober. I learned almost right away how important service is to sobriety. I remember I only had a week or two sober when my first 12-step group voted me in as a greeter. <laughs> and I, it was a unanimous vote. <laughs> no competition. I won. Uh, and I loved it. You know, it also... It also, it forced me to meet people and get plugged in and stay plugged in with the group. And boy, that, that is so valuable. And I learned right away, boy, this is, this is going to be important. Service is important. And in sober literature, service is a constant theme. Like um, everywhere you turn in our literature, it's, it mentions service as being an essential part of a good program. And like, my 13-year sobriety coin, every coin I've ever gotten, it says um, unity, recovery, service. Unity, recovery, service. Those three things. Um, so it's obviously really important. That almost does not need to be said, but I said it anyway. I often hear that, though, and I think that it means service within sober programs, and that's it. In my head, I think that if I'm chairing one group and I'm the treasurer for two other meetings and I sponsor people, hooray, I did my service. That's it. But I am unaware of any spots in any sober programs that emphasize that service work ends at the door to the church. Once you're out of the parking lot, you're fine. Screw everybody else. <laughs> just pay the rent for your church, and that's all you need to do. It's just, in, in fact, I believe the concept of practicing these principles in all our affairs means exactly the opposite. It means that you carry the message of service um, outside of the program and into your real life. And I'm thinking about this today because my wife and kids recently got invited to a baby shower in New Jersey, and it's about a four-hour drive away. And you may recall me about six months ago moaning and groaning because they got invited to a bridal shower in New Jersey, maybe, I guess it was about six months ago. And I ended up driving them to and from there and I was not invited, so I just drove and basically sat in the parking lot, and I called myself their Uber Goober, and um, I did not like being the Uber Goober. Um, so they got invited again, and I did not. So uh, when my wife asked me if I had any interest in driving them to the baby shower um, through some of the toughest roads and bridges and tunnels in the United States, my first thought was, oh, not again. I... I have absolutely zero interest in doing that. In fact, what what is less than zero interest? Like negative five interest in being an Uber Goober again? That's what I have. So that was my first thought. But my second thought, as usual, is better than my first. Uh, or usually is. Not always, but usually it is. And so my second thought was, I thought about how nice it would be for, for my wife and my three daughters if they could just not have to worry about the stress of getting there and back. And so like one of the things, like even my wife's a great driver. She can drive. She knows how to drive. Uh, but like it's harder on her, which means she has a harder time with the kids. And it just, you know, so I volunteered. I thought this would be a nice thing to do. And I knew what I was getting myself into. It is a thankless job. About the only commentary I get during these trips is, why did you take that road or you should slow down or I have to pee or I have to pee again or, you know, or my favorite, uh, something smells bad. It must be dad. Uh, <laughs> no, it's a dead skunk on the side of the road, you asshole, but uh, fine. <laughs> so.
I so I did it. I I I you know I knew what I was getting into, and um, you know I took the job. So the idea of doing service work beyond the rooms of twelve step programs was in my head. I need to get better at that. I really do. I don't want to be a kind, generous, generous person to all of my sober friends and then an ass wipe to my family. Like I've had my wife has said to me before, boy, you're nicer to that guy. You don't even know his last name than you were to your kid yesterday. You know, like that kind of thing. I don't want to be that guy. You know, I want to be the same person inside and outside the rooms. So so I took the job. And I drove them down and back uh, four hours on Saturday morning, four hours on Sunday evening. It sucked big time. (laughs) And I definitely, by the end of the trip, I spent an hour or so on the way home saying stuff to myself like, I will never again help out unless there's something in it for me. And also, um, you know, my, my favorite, which is, do they even know how sucky the Garden State Parkway is on a Sunday afternoon as they listen to their freaking music and play their freaking iPad games? Ah, uh, yeah. Then we stopped at a gas station in New Jersey, and when we went inside, there was a motorcycle dude with a jacket that said sober and free. And he looked like a motorcycle dude, you know, the big goatee and a lot of tattoos and, um, you know, kind of unapproachable, like, not, 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 you know, somewhat scary guy. Um, and his jacket, it said sober and free. It had a few visuals that indicated this guy might be in a program for somebody like me to pick up on. And you know, also not exactly Sherlock Holmes here. You know, the word sober does help indicate like maybe this guy's got a, a program of some kind in recovery and so while the kids were doing their thing and my wife was doing her thing in this gas station, I approached the guy and we started talking. And sure enough, he had 12 years sober. I mentioned where I went to rehab. He mentioned where he went to rehab. His eyes lit up when I told him the place I went and because he speaks there once a month. He goes in and he talks about um, the beauty and the power and the, the value of being a sober person. And in the car, my kids and my wife, um, they got a kick out of me making a new buddy in the gas station candy aisle. <laughs> so my wife said something like, boy, everywhere we go, you find some random person to start talking to. Yeah, that's one of the gifts of this program. Um, and it's also a form of service. You know, that guy, that guy has no idea how much he helped me get right-sized and in a better headspace for the rest of the trip home. He has no idea, but it helped. By the time we got to Connecticut... I was actually feeling grateful for the opportunity to get my family to and from New Jersey safely and efficiently. And did I get any thank yous from the four of them for being an incredible Uber goober? No, I did not. But I went to bed that night knowing the truth, which is that it was a good service for my family, whether they know it or not. So this Uber goober slept really well. (laughs) Thanks for letting me share.